if you want to hear how I was already over people by September the 3rd, just keep listening. It was the 3rd of September. That day I'll always remember because that was the day that I realized that I was already tired of people. Only three short days into the new month. That was before I returned to the asylum, though, you know, like during the the long weekend for Labor Day. Should I start off there at the Asylum Central? I guess I should because, you know, I should probably do the bad shit first, right? I wish I could blame it all on the state of healthcare, but healthcare is not the only toxic work setting I can think of. It's just the one that I'm the most familiar with. We've lost several critical parts of our team and our team members, which I put in quotes, using that term loosely, don't really grasp the magnitude of how that affects our workflow. My head starts to spin when I think about mornings with providers that have no idea of nurses and medical assistants' impact in the flow of their schedules. How do you think this shit runs if we don't run it? On the flip side of that, Um, We have experienced physicians. We also have a class of brand spanking new interns that started in July, but still feel like they have no idea what they're doing there. They can't take a temperature, a blood pressure, or obtain a height or weight. Just a couple of Fridays ago, we had an intern take a naked baby, a naked child of someone else's into the hallway to weigh it instead of bringing the scale into the room. Who has she seen do that? Because no one I work with does that. I was shocked and appalled. So at this point, it's never really a question of if I'm drinking, you just have to have to ask me what I will be partaking in. So how am I making it through? I'm drinking a lot of coffee, especially in the morning. I can't drink coffee. Well, I can drink coffee later in the day, but it's probably best for the general public if I don't. So like I said before, I've been using, um, as told by Dom on Instagram, I've been using her pursuit to visit 100 coffee spots in D.C. as a means to get out there and try new and different coffee. So at her request, I tried filter in Foggy Bottom slash the West End. I don't know what you want to call that area. I might even just go ahead and call it Farragut West because it's right there by the metro. Um, I've only driven past filter about a half a dozen times, hauling my ass to four or five coffee that's I can see it from filter or even trying to catch the emissary up there on P and 22nd Street. Why I won't hesitate to make filter my Northwest coffee home? Their iced latte is a standard triple shot, and they use what kind of coffee? Ceremony. So it's worth it to leave early or on time to be able to stop for a skim iced latte with brown sugar syrup. And not only do they just shake your latte, like if you add a syrup to it, they're going to shake that too. It's just a very pleasurable, smooth coffee drinking experience and I definitely know that I'm worth that so if you're in the district and you 
have those regular daytime people hours because I don't believe that they're open on the weekends. Give Filter a whirl. It is on I Street in between. Um, it's in between 19th and 20th, I believe, or maybe 18th and 19th, whatever, go to filter. So another thing that suffers when work is too hectic, um, is my fragrance posts because I don't like to do them. I don't really like to do them in advance because I feel like one, it's just not authentic and it just doesn't have the wit and the sharpness that I have when I talk about things. So it just comes across as very like forced and fake. So, you know, September was a a pretty dry month in terms of fragrance content for me. Um, I don't know. And the longer it takes me to post, the more I question like, oh, you know, I don't even think anyone misses me when I'm not there. Um, I think that part of me being an air sign in the scope that I am an air sign is I have to be able to evolve and reinvent myself and, you know, curate the experience of how I engage with others from time to time. So when I feel like the walls are like closing in on me and I can't really be myself, then I just kind of like fade away and I don't do anything. I've been toying with changing up my aesthetic. I love flowers, but they're a little hard to keep up with from time to time. And um, I really don't know if I'm coming or going because like we're getting ready to get to the part of the year where, I mean, it, there's never it's never hard to get a hold of roses But I'm tired of using roses as, like, the backdrop for pictures that I take. There's got to be other textures and textiles and backgrounds and backdrops and, you know, other opportunities to take pictures creatively. So, I don't know. I'll figure it out one day. I'll keep you guys posted as I do. The scents I'm talking about tonight... I don't really feel like they're like bound together by like a theme. Just some things that I haven't spoken about on the channel. So the first one I want to talk about is called Omaheli and it's by Diptyque. It was a very successful blind buy and I found it for a steal when the perfumer Olivier Pachot passed away earlier this year. It's an EDT that gives lemon, saltwater, beachy, coconutty, ylang-ylang, ginger, pink pepper, vetiver, benzoin, patchouli, and incense. Like, any time that the sun is out and the temperature is above 80 degrees, it's something that would be easy to wear, easy to pull off. So, um, again, that was a very successful blind buy. Um, Olivier Pachot... Um, created a lot of fragrances that a lot of people like. He created Orpheon for Diptyque and Florida Poe. I mean, there's, if you just Google him, I'm sure you can find at least 20 or 30 fragrances that he knows on his short time on the earth here. So you should go ahead and check Omaheli out if you're interested in anything uh, 
salty, crispy, and beachy. One person whose page is thriving and surviving is scented underscore memory. Um, I was captivated into blind by Maria by Molinar by keeping up with her posts. Um, Maria kind of puts me in the mind of Kaoli's wedding silk Santalba with a smidge more depth because it's got a lot more notes in it. Maria has notes of blackberry, blueberry, lychee, cassis, basil, iris, and then it dries down to a creamy, sweet toffee, vanilla, sandalwood, magnolia, and musk. And there's not as much musk as there is vanilla and sandalwood. So I really like how this one smells once it's all the way, um, once it's dried all the way down. And the 75 ml bottle only cost me $40. So I really can't complain about any one thing about it. Um, it's a beautiful bottle. Uh, but like I said, $40, like... Yeah, I'm not complaining about nothing about Maria. If you're into that fruity, floral, woody type of a vibe, then I would give Maria a sniff or two. That one is Maria and it's by Molinard. I had to circle back to Hypnotizing Fire by The Harmonist. Um, I feel like last year everybody was talking about it and I just kind of sprayed it on myself while I was in Neiman. And I didn't really give it the time that I needed to. Um, but it really is a beautifully curated, ambery, aromatic scent. It's got notes of clove, patchouli, praline, vanilla, benzoin, and a poponex. I thought at first sniff that was similar to Grand Swap by Maison Francis Kirchner. But wearing them in tandem, they're not anything alike. <laughs> They are both kind of ambery, but Hypnotizing Fire is definitely like a lot more spicy. And it's like lighter. It's like more sheer. Um, but they're both beautiful scents that I'm going to have fun wearing when it gets a little bit cooler outside. Um, Hypnotizing Fire also reminds me of how you kind of lock in eye contact with one person from across the room. And the vibes just get so intense that... Each person between the two of you, you just kind of like, those people like evaporate until it's only the two of you. So that one's pretty intense. So I'm going to enjoy wearing that one when it gets cold. That definitely could be a contender to be on any one of my hoodies. That one is called Hypnotizing Fire and it's by The Harpinist. One thing I'm trying to decide um, for my nighttime um, or just like those skin scents that I like to wear from time to time. One thing I'm trying to decide is if I'll repurchase Commodity Gold Minus or if I'll splurge for Kaoli's Velvet Centile. Something to consider. Um, they're two totally different approaches to sandalwood. The Commodity Gold Minus is a sheer veil of ISOE Super Vanilla Sandalwood and Amber. And if you blink three times, you will miss it. And I think that's why I like it so much for bed because I don't want to wear something that's so loud and screechy that it's going to wake me up. I just kind of like want to fall back into a scent just the same way that I lay on my right side and get into position and go to bed. So... Um, the Velvet Santal, on the other hand, has a lot more um, 
going on with it. It's a totally different type of a fragrance. Um, it has notes of jasmine petals, tea leaves, white musk, cedar, benzoin, and sandalwood. But I feel like this one's got more musk at the end. And the sandalwood kind of happens in the middle. Um, so the white musk lingers with the benzoin. And I like that. I think it's really nice. I think it could smell good on a man or a woman. Just depends on who feels like spraying it. Um, it's kind of, uh, the velvet centile is more like a sensual warm embrace from an admirer. Um, a scent that you kind of want to make an impression with. So that one is the velvet centile and it's by Kayali. I recently downloaded the Yucca app to check the quality of products that I've purchased. I'm not throwing away any of my poorly rated products, but I'm not going to replace them. I'm going to try to replace them with some higher rated products, but I'm, yeah, I don't know. It made me feel so sad <laughs> to say, hey, you got to get rid of that oil of Olay body wash. Harry's and Saltair too. Yikes, like, ugh, makes me so sad. But um, Shea Moisture has really good ratings on the app. Um, Necessaire, surprisingly, has good um, ratings on the app. What else? Kiehl's had a decent rating on there. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. But Trader Joe's, that coconut lemongrass body oil that I use after my baths, um, or my showers, that one is like a hundred out of a hundred. Can you even believe? So if you're interested in the quality of the things that you put on your skin and inside your body, I highly recommend you try the Yucca app. Um, and then just scan the barcode of the product that you want to research. Towards the end of August, I posted a pic asking what products people cannot live without. My go-to product is actually concealer. I just can't vibe without it. I feel like I'm giving you my worst face without a little bit of concealer. As it has been for a while, my two go-tos are my MAC Studio Fix 24-Hour Concealer and then my Ilia True Skin Serum Concealer. And I'm not like, like I don't like a lot of coverage. I like for my skin to still shine through a little bit. So I always wet my brush with a, like a dewy finish primer or something like that, or like a, a makeup setting spray to kind of just like sheer it down even more. Like I don't want to be looking like a reverse raccoon. Like no, I don't want to look crazy. So I have to have concealer, although I did get some really good um, suggestions from followers on my page on Instagram. So as I try things, I will tag the people that suggested them to me um, when I talk about them in the podcast. Mm, as far as this month goes for September, September's actually been pretty good to my hands and feet. Of course, I had to give in to Temptation and get Olive and June's fall collection. But in this collection, it's pretty well-rounded. I feel like there's something in there for everyone. From a nice, sheer, um, creamy nude called It's Chilly to the perfect pink gel lacquer called May I Borrow a Sweater. 
Vampy types like me will love Lux Loafer. It really is the that color, that deep, dark, whiny aubergine that will remind you of your penny loafers that you had in grade school. And then people obsessed with pumpkin spice lattes will love the color First PSL because it's a sheer orange shimmer with like a pinkish orange shift to it. It's really pretty. So even though I'm not really into pumpkin spice lattes, I really like that color. So I'm going to have to paint it a couple of times this season. Um, I also picked up some colors from Essie and yeah, that's the only other brand that I've tried nail colors from. So those will be coming soon. Um, definitely looking, I'm definitely excited about getting into the vibe of fall. Um, it seems like someone's already switched off the heat and the mornings are a little bit more chilly. It's getting darker a little bit earlier, so... I guess fall is here to stay for a little while. We shall see. I think now is as good a time as, as any for me to stop and put my pen down. It's been a rough month. Mm. If you know, you know. Um, You can always find me on Instagram. I'm not as quick to answer as I normally would be. But if you drop me a message in my DMs, I will try to get back to you um, ASAP, no Rocky. So you can reach me on Instagram at Stacey Pricey with any comments, thoughts, questions, concerns, inspirations, things you want me to talk about, things you don't want me to talk about. Um, as always, I love it when you tell me if you listen and I hope to be back to talk to you soon. Take care.